Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTNS, Woman the Nurturing Spirit. Welcome to our Love Court series. It is my belief that you are here again in Love Court for being arrested for loving yourself. This is our fourth Love Court conversation. You have already been asked nine questions to defend your love for yourself. Today, you will be given three more questions here at the Love Court, the only place where being guilty frees you. Before we begin, anyone with questions and comments, please call us at 1-347-945-6789. We will continue to gather facts that prove you are guilty. Again, This is about physical love, mental love, emotional love, soul, and spiritual love. So again, gather your defense, your facts, your truth, and we will begin love court in a moment. To Love Court. I am Lady J, and I call to the stand you, your own uniqueness, the man or the woman in the mirror, the one and only, the one of a kind you. Mirror, mirror, can I see love's reflection within me? Question number 10. Are you a mirror of love? A mirror is a unique piece of furnishing. It seems to reflect what is placed before it. Depending on its type and design, its nature, we may see perfection or distortion. There are also things in nature and in life that I believe behave as a mirror and a reflection. It shows us shadows, forms, and shapes, and even our spirit, soul, and body 
or mirror types, reflecting the image of what controls us, be it God, our environment, and the people in our lives. We reflect and mirror who and what is around us or in us. And unlike a natural man-made mirror, a mirror of love gives a self-reflection of reality. And based on the degree of love we have for ourselves, this mirror of love may give us part, pieces, and riddle types of knowledge and information. This may be difficult to accept when we have the know-it-all way of being. When did it become so important to know it all anyway? People and things are constantly changing. What you and I may need to know today is short-lived tomorrow. Anyway, stay teachable. It is empowering and rewarding. As a growing creation, we change moment to moment. And this change in movement often signifies life. When we search for a reflection or use a mirror, we are looking to determine the need to accept change or not accept change. Mirror, mirror, can I see love's reflection within me? Years ago, Michael Jackson wrote a song, Man in the Mirror. Let me share some of the words. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Verses 1 and 2. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize that there are some with no home, not a nickel to loan. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? A willow deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart, and a washed-out dream. They follow the pattern of the wind, you see, because they got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Think about it. How many times do we ask ourselves, why am I going through what I'm going through? So many people say things like, I'm such a jerk magnet, or I seem to only attract the nuts in my life, or is there a sign on my forehead that says I'm into crazy drama, abuse, rejection, and so on. Remember Living Singles when the character Pam talked about attracting guys with gold teeth and crazy lines? This may be very hard to hear. I believe we attract who we are. And I know how unbelievable this sounds. I think about all the people I have attracted to my life and it took me years to comprehend the idea that they all 
as something about them that I was and am. We often want to hold on to the great, the successful, and those who make our lives wonderful. I believe that those who push us to love unconditionally and cause us to forgive continuously and inspire us to succeed in spite of are just as valuable and important. It continues to amaze me when we go into a room full of people we often seem to gravitate towards and attract to us certain kinds or types of people, especially in a male and female relationship. Why him? Why her? Why them? So again, my question is look into the mirror of your life, the people, the energy, the circumstances. Look into your inner mirror of love and let your intuitive spiritual eyes see what you need and know that you can be blessed by everything and everyone. And ask yourself, am I a mirror of love? I'd like to share with you a poem I found called Innocent Mirror by Maureen Mujib. Look into your mirror and tell me what you see. Is it really you or someone you cannot be? Don't look at someone else's mirror and tell them who they should be. Looking in their mirror will not change what your mirror sees. When you look into your mirror, are you sure you see yourself? As you gaze into your eyes, are you sure your eyes aren't reflecting someone else? It's not the mirror's fault that it reflects someone else. How do you expect a mirror to reflect you when you don't know who you are yourself? What change can you and I make? I say today choose to be a mirror of love. I am a mirror of love, reflecting all relationships in my life to live my purpose. Neither my past nor my future is where I live. I live in my today. I live in my now. Looking into my mirror, my mirror of love, this space, this experience, this conversation, and this process are for my purpose. My purpose is like a bright light and fire that is framed and fueled only by love. Another way to say it is, my spirit and soul is chosen and chiseled into a purposeful reflection. I am a light that illuminates and mirror love. It is clear that who I am attracts what directs me towards my destiny. When I reject the process of love, I attract and mirror confusion, distortion, and often an energy of self-illusion. No longer am I hidden. I must see the lie. I must not be lost in emptiness, L-I-E.
I am love. I am authentic. I am a reflection of love. Mirror, mirror, let me see who it is I really be. This is another way of looking at mirror. Once I have decided to be a mirror of love, I become a reflection of what and whom I have attracted. This is about those we attract to us. I believe the people, the energy, the circumstances we attract to us are the mirrors used to tell us who we are being at that moment. Begin today. Begin right this moment now. See those around you. See the circumstances you are in. And see the energy that's in you reflect the authentic mirror of love you are. Number 11, do you have a healthy relationship with money? This money conversation is not about savings. It's not about assets and liabilities and income and investments and debt reduction. This is about having a relationship with your money. Let's talk about what money is. One source says money is a current medium of exchange in the form of coins and banknotes or dollar bills. Some of the synonyms for money are cash, dough, currency, purse. Money is an object or record that is generally accepted as payment for goods and services and sometimes repayment of debts in a given country or economy. Bottom line, money is a medium of exchange. Yet, what is the conception of a medium of exchange in language? Without language, I'm saying the exchange of something is difficult and often impossible, meaning without money, the production and exchange of goods and services are also difficult and sometimes impossible. I mean, saying, offer me money, I will accept it. Why? I know that I can exchange it for what I want whenever I want it. Most people do not spend time wondering what money is. Their major concern is how much they have and how to get more. Usually the question of what money is arises when only when money ceases to function properly. Why is money necessary anyway? We as human beings must exchange to live together where in peace and 
order to prosper. So look around you. I know that the discovery of the idea of money has proven to be pretty important, and especially to me. So that being said, the idea of money makes it not a physical entity. So how can money be a physical entity? Hmm. Especially today when we do most of our exchange electronically. I say it becomes a physical entity when we match it to the goods and services we can experience with our senses, especially when we use our sight. And when do we start having this relationship with money? It's usually in our childhood. And how do some children and how do some of us learn to manage money? Well, some at school, some watching TV, some from friends, some from watching our parents, and even by our own not-so-good, wise decisions is how we've learned to manage money. Most of us learn from a combination of all of these. And as with every other aspect of education, with the right information and commitment, parents and others can make a big difference in preparing children for a healthy relationship with money. And now our I love me question. What is your relationship with money? I know I love myself when my relationship with money is healthy. Have you ever thought to yourself, I just need more money? My life would be so much easier and less worrisome. Are you someone who tends to think this way? Until you then suddenly amass some wealth and the opposite what happens. What happens? Life gets harder and more stressful. Why? Your stock portfolio does extremely well. You now have this small fortune. You begin to invest more and more. And you invest and risk so much money, you find yourself obsessing over every little up and down. For instance, say you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and then you agonize and over your stock already. You go to work, and then again, you monitor your stocks again at lunchtime. Your mood really fluctuated depending on the market. When the NASDAQ is up, you're cheerful and happy and all right. And it tanks. When it tanks, then your mood is not so great. You make a good amount of money, yet... Money is also making your life miserable. Again, why? Looking back, you realize your unhappiness and increased stress have to do with your unhealthy relationship with money. Relating to money is every bit as important as relating to the people you care about, especially yourself. You need to spend time and effort to understand its implications and to find the proper place for it in your life. When you are not careful, money can have a negative effect on your psyche and consume your mind and soul. Think of money as your companion, a companion that you must get along with for the rest of your life. Like any good relationship, you need to nurture it and establish the proper mindset and attitude about it. 
And there are certain things you can't take for granted. An important key is what type of money person might you be? Establishing a good relationship with money will help you understand yourself even more. So let me ask you these questions. Are you a spender? Do you frequently make purchases that are beyond your means? Do you purchase things to make yourself happy? Is there a connection between shopping and your self-love? Spenders have a tendency to accumulate credit card debt, and shopping to them can be very addictive. Spenders spend money in hopes that material items will bring happiness or provide pain relief. Are you a spender? Next, are you a miser? On the other hand of the spectrum are the misers. Misers fear poverty and constantly worry about not having enough money to live. Misers need to feel in control and are generally uncomfortable with any sort of uncertainty. Ironically, though, misers fear poverty, yet they practically live in it because they spend so little. Are you a hater? Money haters absolutely detest money and what it does to people. They often live in deprived and desolate conditions, and they purposefully avoid material possessions whenever possible. Enough said about that. Are you a seeker? Money seekers are the ones who obsess over becoming wealthy. These people put a premium on making a fortune with the belief that it will solve all their problems. In reality, though, there are usually other inadequacies in their lives. So no matter what money category you fall into, spender, miser, hater, seeker, it's important to look beyond the money and examine yourself from a healthy perspective. Improving your relationship with money involves a change in your mindset. Getting along with money isn't about earning a huge income or making more than your friends. Once you know how to have a healthy relationship with money, you will find that your life will become much more pleasant. You will feel less pressure to take a job or pursue a career in which money is the only factor. One of the keys to a healthy relationship with money is to detach any and all association of money to happiness. And the only way to do that is to discover what truly makes you healthy and happy. Look, I know we all have money stories that began in our childhood and has continued in our adult life. I can't lose weight because healthy food is too expensive, so we continue to abuse our bodies and health. I can't start this business because I can't afford to leave my job where I'm overworked and drained, so we stay in jobs that no longer serve us. I have to stay in this relationship because I can't afford to leave. So our children continue to be brought up in unhealthy homes. I 
can't go on vacation because I don't have any money. So we use money to keep us from really experiencing life. The state of our finances is often a direct relation of the state of our lives. How do you want your life to look? There is a common misperception that gaining control of your finances means sacrifice, restriction, and pain. Let me tell you, in reality, gaining control and healing our relationship with money means freedom, control, and peace. I love myself, for I have a healthy relationship with my money. And now, question number 12. Are you fit with love? Let's talk about fitness. Fitness is the state of being physically fit as a result of exercise and proper nutrition. So let's talk a little bit about health. What is health? Health is not merely the absence of illness. True health involves painless, sound, bodily movements, efficiently working organs, and having our mental faculties operating at fullness. As an herbalist, I have experienced that this is rarely experienced by most human beings today. And most people today can be divided into, I say, four groups. People who are definitely sick, people who are almost sick, people who think they are healthy, and people who are experiencing a high level of health. Now, it has been my experience that most of us can find ourselves in the first three groups. And getting to the fourth group requires seeking knowledge, personally taking charge of your own health, and making wise, fit-with-love decisions. Good health and fitness cannot be produced by unhealthy living practices. One thing is for sure, we cannot drug and medicate ourselves into health and fitness. Consciously be with the fact that food becomes you and me. You know, we always hear, you are what you eat. Everything in our bodies was once food. We all start as a single cell and grew to our present sizes. And as long as we live, food becomes who we are. Did you know that the body has the ability to heal itself when given the proper nutrition? 
It's called regeneration. Regeneration is a process by which the body is constantly renewing itself. At any given moment, about one-third of our 100 trillion cells, that's what I said, 100 trillion cells are dying. A third is maintaining and another third is being created. For example, every minute approximately 300 million cells die. Did you hear me? 300 million cells in our side, our bodies die. These are then replaced by remaining cells dividing to create more cells. We get a new skin every month, a new liver every six weeks, and a new skeleton every three months. Did you hear that? Every 30 days we get new skin. Every six weeks we get a new liver, and every three months we get new skeletons. So what's going on? When the cells that are dividing get the proper environment, the balance of proper nourishment, and the cells then can can be divided and produced at a higher quality of life. We call this regeneration. When the cells don't get proper nourishment, then the resulting cells will be weaker. And when those group of cells don't get proper nourishment and divide, the next set of cells will be even weaker. This is called degeneration. This can be a very optimistic outlook for our bodies because we have a chance to create a brand new body when we feed it right. Are you regenerating or degenerating right now? You can easily answer this question by asking yourself this. Am I healthier today than I was last year? When your answer to that question is yes, you're probably moving in a really good direction for regenerating your body. This is loving myself. This is being fit with love. I know that many people work to do something for their health. They eat more fresh fruits and vegetables. They exercise and fill in the gaps with, you know, vitamins and supplements. Yet there is still lingering problems. They could be still overweight still not have enough energy, still suffer from allergies, have cravings, and the list goes on. So when a stressful moment comes into your life, what happens? You fall apart, you get sick. Now, there there are some people now out there I know who's feeding their bodies a proper combination of high-quality organic live foods. They are in peak health so they you enjoy a high quality of life. You're more easily able to feel optimistic and cheerful about situations that affect your life and you still experience stress, but however what happens, you handle it better. And you're less likely to fall into illness when something does occur. This again is being fit with love. I learned years ago that Chinese spent thousands of years scientifically selecting and recording various plants and foods called whole food herbs. They knew how to deal with sickness 
and they focused on health, and they knew it was possible to regenerate the body. Think of it this way. This is what needs to happen when we want to regenerate our bodies. We have to understand that the body heals itself. We have to feed the body the proper combination of live foods and whole food herbs, and we have to take responsibility for our own health. I want to talk a little bit about mental health. Mental illness is like a thief in the night. It can steal our sense of self-worth and our hopes and dreams for the future. Sometimes we feel alienated from others. We feel alone, helpless, and hopeless. In order to maintain good mental health, decide today and go out of your way to learn something new. This new thing should be something that is out of your comfort zone. And I know that one of the greatest things about this world is that there are so many things you can do. There will always be millions of new things to experience. Learning new things create new mental pathways in the brain. New connections are set, and this process can keep our brains healthy and fit for life. I believe that the mind is the strongest muscle in our body, and it needs to be used frequently in order to maintain its amazing power. So understand that a house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe we are the house of God. So when our house, our body, our mind, our spirit are divided against each other, they cannot stand. I believe that when our body's strength does not match our spiritual purpose, it is divided. Along with eating live foods is movement. When you begin exercising to improve your emotions, the best thing to remember is to start out slowly. Having an anxiety attack or overdoing it can lead to what? Frustration and discontinuation. You're not going to keep it up. Since this is not what you want, let me make a couple suggestions. How about start walking, swimming, dancing, bike riding? Start with some low-impact aerobics. Once you have found a groove, (laughs) and you're exercising and moving on a regular schedule, you will surely see the benefits of being fit with love. And finally, I want to suggest to you to have a Fit with Love full pay forward program going on in your life. Pay your Fit with Love forward by doing acts of kindness for someone's health. And celebrate healthy living by leaving a wellness legacy. I think it's time for a change. It's time for a shift. It's time for us to change how we think about our medical history. Instead of leaving a list of diseases and illnesses, create a list of healthy 
wellness, wholesome habits, and lifestyles handed down by family members. And also think about creating a family wellness tree, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. Fit with love. L, learn to listen to your body again. O, open your heart and mind to regeneration. V, value your body with live foods and real water. And E, enjoy movement and stay flexible inside and out. So how did you do in love court? Are you guilty for loving yourself? What does your name mean, and does your life demonstrate its meaning? What is your favorite color, and where does it show up in your life? Are you drinking enough water every day? Are you the same person in your public life and private life? Are you gift God's investment for today? And what kind of gift are you to others? Are you listening to your body, eating when it wants to eat, resting when it wants to rest, getting that hug when you need it? Are you a mentee on purpose? Are you a mentor with consciousness? Do you know how to come out and play? And our final three that we talked about today, are you a mirror of love? Do you have a healthy relationship with money? And are you fit with love? So do we find you guilty? (laughs) Well, should you not be found guilty? And I know what that's like. Prepare to be part of our Keep Love Present I Love Myself Retreat, hosted by B University. As I shared last week, for those of us who are work in progress, join me for the month of May. We will be at our Keep Love Present I Love Me Love Myself Retreat, continuing to gather evidence that I love myself. All you will need to do is to bring you your own uniqueness, a heart of excitement, anticipation, and discovery, and a spirit ready to breathe deeply, for love is in the air. This is Lady J thanking the many listeners for joining me here at Love Court, where being guilty frees you. Meet you next week at the Love Court Keep Love Present Love Retreat.